Day number 55. Day 55. Americans hostage to the Taliban, their families, green card holders, thousands of them eligible to be in this country, their families and Afghan allies is systematically being murdered as the Taliban now tightens the the reins of control on the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Joe Biden hasn't mentioned the people he abandoned in about 40 days. It's unbelievable. Um, Look, up until Tuesday of this week, for about two months, Republicans stood united. Republicans said they would... The Democrats were not allowing them in the process of putting together a budget. They were going to ram through their new Green Deal socialism using the reconciliation process. That was that was a fait accompli. They said it. They they identified it. Republicans were shut out. Republicans for two straight months as a caucus in the Senate were united. We're not going to help you. That means if you need to raise the debt ceiling, and and they do have the ability to do it themselves. Republicans had no need to cave. Mitch McConnell had no reason to cave. And in fact, then all of a sudden Tuesday, the spine weakens, the knees buckle, and Elizabeth Warren is right. Mitch McConnell caved. And then Mitch McConnell strong-armed another 10 people So they had the cloture vote to allow the Democrats to raise the debt ceiling through December the 3rd. And then, well, we've only given them a short time, very specific dollar amount. I don't want to hear any of it because that's not what you said you were going to do. It is a complete capitulation. Look, you know, if if you go back in time on this program, we've not been shy about criticizing the Republican Party when they deserve it. And frankly, all too often they deserve it. And, you know, how many show votes did we have on Obamacare? We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. I think we were up to like 65 in the House. And then the moment came, Donald Trump is elected. It's January 2017. And then all of a sudden, the Democrats, I'm sorry, the Republicans get all weak. You know, two years earlier or a year earlier, there was a straight repeal bill in the U.S. Senate. And and just a straight repeal bill. Donald Trump is president. He'll sign it into law. Obamacare will be history. And seven of the Republicans a year later, the exact same bill that Rand Paul had put forward, they they buckled, they weakened, they capitulated, they caved. And it just it just, you know, it makes you shake your head. And then the same thing, they, they were not prepared after nine, eight straight years of repeal, replace, repeal, replace, repeal. Then all of a sudden they have an opportunity when they can accomplish it. And they didn't even have a plan in the House of Representatives. At the time, Paul Ryan was speaker. And one day I'll tell a story about a phone call that will blow your mind. Uh, but I won't do that today. So, you know, one of the things that I have said in the past, and I'll, I'll repeat it here today, because I know many of you rightly are disappointed that that in many, many ways, Donald Trump's victory in 2016 is because of weak Republicans. The fact that they cave constantly, they say things, make, make promises, they don't keep them. I mean, to watch Mitch McConnell 
getting mocked by Elizabeth Warren, who's saying he caved, he caved, he caved. Mitch McConnell then goes to the Senate floor and blasts McConnell. McConnell throws this guy a lifeline that he did not have to throw. Democrats have all the power, all the control, and the full ability to raise the debt ceiling all on their own. They didn't need the McConnell assist. Now, Republicans like to say that they're for limited government. They want to they want balanced budgets. They, they, these are words. And and I'm the larger point that I'm making is one of the reasons that Donald Trump won the nomination. Look at the 17 people that were running in 2016 for the nomination. You look at that list. And you, you're looking at really prominent governors, senators that American Republicans knew. But they chose Donald Trump. Why did they choose Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump, in large part, was a creation of the swamp, the sewer, the weak, the, the caving Republicans that often lack a spine and a backbone whose knees buckle and they lack vision at, for the party and they just don't have the courage of their convictions, and they're all talk and they're no action. And Donald Trump beat them all. And by the way, some of them are really good people that I really like that did good jobs. Governor Perry would be one. I like Senator Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz is a great guy. And he's a strong, solid Reagan conservative. And so you, you look at this, they, they helped create that which they now don't like. You know, but now now they're going back to their old ways. And that might actually cause history to repeat itself. They have no idea. Mitch McConnell today has no idea how angry the base of the, Rep the Republican Party is because there was absolutely no need to throw this lifeline to Chuck Schumer. And you have, you know, some predictable votes in there. Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, some that surprised me. I guess Richard Shelby's retiring, so he did Mitch a favor. That's the, that's very swampy to me. That's the Washington swamp. You know, same with Roy Blunt, Missouri. Same with Bob Portman. They're all getting out of there. I don't know what John Thune is thinking. I don't know why John Thune of South Dakota dragged Senator Mike Rounds into this mess. You know, John Cornyn of Texas. Really, John, this guy wants to re replace McConnell one day. You just lost my vote forever. Ever. Because you, you, it's just a typical swamp move. West Virginia's uh, Senator Shelley Moore. Uh, what's her name? Capito. John Barrasso of Wyoming. You know, so they raised the federal government's debt ceiling. Uh, Twenty eight point four trillion dollars because the Democrats, they couldn't get their act together. And they couldn't get the new Green Deal done. And now what happens at the end of this process? Mitch McConnell, he, he strong arms for these Republican friends of his. They go along with the cave. They go the, the exact opposite of what they've been telling us for two months. And and now we here we are again. Now we're now we're going to face the same problem in just on December 3rd. I don't know if they're Democrats. Why give them time, buy them time so that they can get their version of the new Green Deal right, which we know if you're a conservative or a Republican, you're supposed to be for small government, lower taxes. You're supposed to be for less spending, balanced budgets. These are simple principles that you should fight for.
And that's why the the rank and file voter prefers Donald Trump because he fights. That's what they like about him. And now they're now, the irony of all of this is they might be just paving the way for Donald Trump's return. I don't know what his plans are. He's he's I if I had to guess, he's leaning towards running again. But it's just sad. And then to watch the Democrats mock McConnell, it's humiliating. You know, Elizabeth Warren, you caved, he caved. McConnell caved. Chuck Schumer, listen to Chuck Schumer taking his victory lap. Leader McConnell and Senate Republicans insisted they wanted a solution to the debt ceiling, but said Democrats must raise it alone by going through a drawn-out, convoluted, and risky reconciliation process. That was simply unacceptable to my caucus. And yesterday, Senate Republicans finally realized that their obstruction was not going to work. I thank, very much thank, my Democratic colleagues for our showing our unity in solving unity. this Republican-manufactured crisis. Despite immense opposition from Leader McConnell and members of his conference, our caucus held together, and we pulled our country back from the cliff's edge that Republicans tried right, to push us over. You get the point. Now, I, I, C-SPAN picked up, and it's kind of gone viral, Joe Manchin in West Virginia with his hands in his face, and then he couldn't take it anymore, so he walked out and and made some comments, and it was, as Schumer was actually speaking, and it was caught by the, captured by the C-SPAN camera, uh, you know, lecturing McConnell, who threw him a lifeline. That's the things you get, Mitch. There's your friend Chucky. Chucky kicked your ass. And you know what? He's 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 throwing it right in your face. And that's because you know, he stayed for we 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 stayed united. They had no option. Now they were threatening the nuclear option and that quote scared McConnell, I'm told. Well, the problem is is yesterday Joe Manchin said he's not going to use the nuclear option to raise the debt ceiling. So that was a lie in the first place. And they played a game of chicken, and 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 the person that blinked was was Mitch McConnell. You know, it's um, Manchin after the speech. You know, was embarrassed. This this was not an appropriate speech. We all have to quote de-weaponize. You can't be playing politics. I mean, this is after McConnell did him a favor because there was no way in hell that they were going to get the debt ceiling raised. In other words, why do they want to raise the debt ceiling? Because they want their new Green Deal radical socialism, but they're in a, their own state of a civil war going on. And, you know, Manchin blasting Schumer's speech, his civility's gone in the country. Mitt Romney, Susan Collins lashed out at Schumer. Well, Mitt Romney, by the way, surprisingly to me, didn't go along with this cloture vote. Did he? I don't think he did, right? No. You know, cinema you know, gets accosted again and not a word comes after the this whole thing. You know, Lindsey Graham was on the show last night. We folded on the debt ceiling. And they did. They folded. Now, if you're a conservative or a Republican, what do you what do we believe as conservatives? I go over this. It's very simple and I can say it in under a minute. We believe in liberty, freedom, capitalism, and our constitution. We believe in limited government and greater freedom and less bureaucracy, and lower taxes. We believe in school choice for parents instead of 
you know, the unholy alliance with Democrats and the teachers unions. We believe in law and order to keep every American safe and secure so they can pursue happiness. We believe in free market solutions to health care and and health care cooperatives and health savings accounts. These aren't complicated issues. Constitutional is on the bench. We believe in law and we believe in secure borders and legal immigration. We believe in energy independence so we don't have to beg OPEC like Joe's begging them to increase oil production. We believe in free and fair trade and peace through strength. That pretty much sums it up. And we want politicians. This is why I'm not a registered Republican. I am a registered conservative. You can register as a conservative in New York, and I am. And this is what everybody hates about the Republican Party. This is what created Donald Trump and might create either Trump coming back or another Trump. That will be an outsider that is willing to go in, break some dishes, be an iconoclast and a disruptor and keep their promises. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Well, how's the economy under Joe Biden working out here? We had another disastrous jobs report today, the second month in a row. Um, the U.S. added a, a measly 194,000 jobs last month, way short of uh, economists' expectations of over a half a million. That's what they were expecting. Seems hard hit the leisure hospitality sector. Um, you know, Joe and, and company are blaming Delta, but... Delta cases have declined nationwide about 40% since early in September. And the job market is, we now have 12 million job openings in America and 8 million unemployed. That is, that is literally a, a job and a half for every unemployed American. This job growth was so bad, it fell to the lo- lowest pace of the entire year. It's, it, you can't even make up numbers this bad. As the Senate now does this temporary lifting of the debt ceiling. Listen, I keep going over the energy issue, right? Because, you know, we, we, we broke down the cost of everything, the Biden inflation tax, we called it. And the average American household is paying $2,100 in Biden's inflation tax a year. In other words, the money you make is worth less than it was last year by the, by a number, $2,100 over the course of the year. Zero Hedge has a piece out today. Global food prices now have hit a decade high. That's not good news for people. I thought only the rich were going to get taxed. You look at crude oil prices now topping 80 bucks a barrel. That's the highest since 2014. Joe Biden only gives waivers for pipelines to Vladimir Putin because I'm sure that Vladimir Putin probably has compromising materials on Hunter Biden. Just like Joe won't confront the the aggression 149 times now that China is is flying their fighter jets over Taiwan. Not a word out of Joe. We have supply chain issues up and down the entire country that don't seem to be going and you know doing anything. By the way, Elon Musk is a smart guy, moving his headquarters from Palo Alto, California, right to Austin, Texas. I mean, why? Because the because the environment for business is better in Texas. That's why it costs $2,100 to rent a U-Haul from California to Texas. You can take that same U-Haul back to California from Texas for about three or 400 bucks. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know. And, um, you know, then they're lecturing us. We use too much oil. Straight ahead.
right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to join us. There was one interesting piece that came out about Kristen Cinema. According to reports, she's not always returning Biden's phone calls. This is according to even fake news CNN. Biden himself has sounded exasperated at both Manchin and Cinema, according to Democratic lawmakers who have spoken to Biden about reconciliation negotiations. The president telling progressives uh, this week that he has spent many, many hours. Okay, I don't believe he spends many hours doing anything, but that's my humble opinion. But, uh, you know, many, many hours in these negotiations with these two senators and they don't move. Legislative standoff is so bad. CNN sources say the news organizations uh, that cinema does not always return phone calls from Biden. Why? It's probably the same conversation. He just didn't remember it from the last time to resolve any bad blood between negotiating factions. Representative Ro Khanna of California reportedly suggestion suggested that Biden assemble both senators in a room Hammer out a compromise on the massive tax and spend package, but Biden believes that would not help the interparty standoff. The president told the progressive House Democrats that he's been in politics a long time and getting them together in the same room would almost be like homicide. I just think it's a matter of getting them in the same room. Senator John Tester telling CNN asked if he was concerned Democratic infighting could derail the entire Biden agenda. Tester said yes. Well, this would have been their problem today, not the Republicans' problem. Republicans have no say. They've been shut out of the entire process. Democrats are going it on their own. That's what makes yesterday even more egregious. Um, anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. But interesting piece in The Federalist is Joe Biden flying to Wilmington nearly every weekend to dodge visitor logs. It's an interesting question, you know, for the umpteen time, you know, temporary flight restrictions gracing the area around the president's beloved city this weekend as he prepares yet another Air Force One uh, back to his customized home in Wilmington. Now, by the way, I don't care where where presidents go on vacations. Presidents really, except in the case of Joe, I think probably sleeps most of the weekend. Um, They usually are never stop working. That's not the case with Joe. I think Joe sleeps very comfortably at night, totally oblivious to what's going on in the world. House Democrats, they're getting frustrated with Biden's failures. There's, you know, it's going to be interesting, even in spite of the cave of McConnell, December 3rd is not that far away. It's now October 8th, so we got two months. Let's see what happens. Maybe that'll be the next McConnell cave. I mean, if you're not going to stand up for the, the simple, basic, fundamental principles of what it means to be a conservative then you ought not be in leadership. It really is that simple. And I'll tell you what it's going to result in. You know, McConnell's trying to recruit his list of people. He, he always wants the people that are going to vote his way. We're going to endorse people that we believe that will govern conservatively. That's what we're looking for. We've made mistakes over the years. I can give you one mistake I made. I regret ever supporting Ben Sass the ass from, from Nebraska turned out to be a complete and and utter disappointment boy he talked a good game linda remember back in the day we said wow this is refreshing not only do i remember but we had him on the show he was on the show often we did everything we could to get him elected we helped and he was the biggest traitor he's such a rhino he's such a liar it's a shame
It is a shame. And he thinks he's a tough guy. There's something that, yeah, when he showed up when Glenn Beck oh was interviewing gosh. me. Are you day, kidding me? He, he the best part, best line face. by Sean. Wait, can I tell it? Best line yeah. by you. I'm sorry. Who, who are you? I'm sorry. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Some guy comes up and he's like, he tries to get in my grill. And you're lying to the people of my state and saying, I'm voting for Hillary. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. And I, I look up and I go, who are you? Who are you? That's Why are you standing here? Why are you so close to me? He's like, he was taken aback that I didn't know who he was. He goes, I'm, <laughs> I'm, ben, I'm ben Sass, Senator Sass. And I'm like, oh. I said, well, that's not true. I didn't tell people you were voting for Hillary. I said, I said, by you not supporting Trump, you're a half a vote for Hillary. <laughs> and then his head Which is accurate. Well, not for nothing. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm so confident now in my ability to handle myself that these confrontations are somewhat entertaining to me, but I, but I, I, Try to back off and and avoid all trouble. I'm trying to stay out of trouble. You did um, listen. You handled that pretty well, not for nothing. And you handled the DNC in Philly pretty well. Yeah, that one got a little closer than usual. Yeah, you should hear Sensei's version of that. You know, I love when him. I said, "Come on, let's go." He remember he reminds <laughs> me of that often. And uh, and then we walk like, outside no, no, the door. No. And it, it, we were at a Wawa. And then uh, that's what we do here in PA. Just so you know, we like Wawa. We like everybody. and Wawa is like a cool place. You got people in suits that are you know oh, business man. people. It's late they at got night. Everything. It's open. You can get food. And then you have like homeless people. And every every every. It's like an eclectic blend of people. It's a good it's kind mix. Of a cool place. It's a blend. So mm-hmm. this guy is a jackass to me, and I'm like, all right, I'm ignoring it, ignoring it. And then finally, I had had enough. I turned. And I'm, I had my sensei there because when I'm at the Democratic National Convention, I'm not usually loved. And so I bring people I, I don't I don't like to have to bring protection, but I had to there. Um, everybody insisted on it in my life. It was and, the right decision. It that it really was. Yeah. And and Sensei is like, I mean, and then finally as I'm walking out, I said, All right, wise ass, let's go. Come on out. All talk. It's funny how that happens. Outside isn't the it? Door, and standing outside the door was a cop. I'm like, oh, man. You're like, all right, game over. I said, this guy is harassing me. And you know what the cop did? Nothing. Oh, I'm no, like, they can't do anything. That, that, was a, that was a preview of coming attractions. Sure was. Um, Susan Wild said she's disappointed in the Biden administration, the lack of results handling the crisis at the border. Uh, several House Democrats are taking shots at Biden. Stephanie Murphy of Florida, one of the House Democrats, wanted an immediate vote on the infrastructure bill, told the New York Times that the way he's governing does not reflect the skills I know he must have from his years as a legislator. And she says it's disappointing and frustrating. Democrat Jim Costa, California, criticizing Biden over his pitch to Congress for infrastructure, calling it disappointing. Um, So they've got their own problems. Terry McAuliffe throwing Biden under the bus you know, that, you know, he's a he's unpopular as hell in Virginia. He's got a 38 percent approval rating. Uh, Biden, apparently, this is even fake news. CNN, it's it's bad enough when we have General Milley promising to give the Chinese a heads up on impending nuclear strikes. Now, apparently, we have Joe Biden sharing the details of our nuclear weapon weapons inventory with China and Russia. And information President Trump wisely kept a secret from the rest of the world. Anyway, in a reversal from the Trump administration, State Department revealed the number of nuclear weapons in the U.S. stockpile for the first time in four years. 3,750. Why would we tell our enemies that? How stupid is that? It's, it's, it's like the, it's just totally clueless. 
Um, we have a group of House Republicans now putting pressure on Merrick Garland. We're going to get to that in a second, demanding an explanation for targeting American parents that are speaking out at school board meetings. You don't need the federal government for this. That would be the job of the local police department. Okay, somebody's getting loud at a school board meeting, and and if somebody makes a threat, we have laws to protect people, elected officials, on the local basis. You can't have anarchy. But we're talking about moms that are passionate too. You know, we got, you know, we got all of these issues. What about the Taliban, Linda? Why are you talking in my ear? Great line yesterday about the fact that the Taliban is businesslike and professional, but moms oh, yeah, like me and the, and the moms speaking out about oh, yeah. COVID. Uh, Domestic terrorists and, and and critical race theory. You know, we got Biden has now crashed our booming economy. He's destroyed our energy independence. He's now given us wide open borders. We'll set a 40 year record and he's just processing them and not not enforcing the laws, aiding and abetting law breaking. He's accelerating Iran's production of nuclear weapons. You know, the promise, the disaster of hyperinflation. We now have inflation impacting every American. It's a Every household now is paying $2,100 on, on average a year, you know, expresses great confidence after the disaster in Afghanistan of Joint Chiefs Chair Milley and, and everybody else involved in that fiasco. Um, you know, then uh, and even, even the fact that Milley conspired with China and, and Nancy Pelosi, still, still claiming that was a great success. Overwhelming majority Rasmussen voters say that America is more divided under Biden than Trump. Sixty four percent. The country's become more divided since Joe Biden has taken over. It's unbelievable. And it's only you think this is going to get better. It's not. It is absolutely is not. By the way, they want to look at every item and every bank account of every American as they now are going to hire, what, 100,000 more IRS agents. Basically, you're going to get the Hannity treatment because this happens to me every year anyway. And we just that's why I have not one accounting firm. I have two accounting firms. I get my taxes done. We and with the with the very stringent, strong instructions, pay it, pay it all, pay everything. Well, you could you can. This is a legal deduction. I said, OK, it, uh, we're going to have to spend five years fighting over. It, just pay it. And you might think I'm stupid to do that. But then my lawyer takes it and then my lawyer brings in his accounting firm to do the taxes again to make sure we don't make mistakes. That's how much, you know, faith I have now that we politicize the Justice Department. It's just a disgrace. I mean, you know, this this crackdown on parents, moms uh, speaking out, they, they, sex education that might be inappropriate, age, not age appropriate or uh, CRT or, you know, speaking out against what you know, things that they believe in as it relates to, you know, COVID draconian restrictions, etc. We're weaponizing the FBI against parents, but the Taliban is professional and businesslike. Unbelievable. That, that this, this is like a, an alternate universe. You have one Florida mom has now called for the mass exodus from public schools. Now we have a Sellis homeschooling as a, as a, a advertiser on this program and and you know power homeschools i mean they're doing great yeah, by the way if you're interested in homeschooling they have a website you know you just go to powerhomeschool.org anyway this mom this plan to investigate parents as domestic terrorists that don't like what their school systems are doing and the indoctrination and 
and draconian COVID measures, and they're speaking out about it. Terry McAuliffe is saying parents shouldn't have a say in this. Okay, good luck with that argument, Terry. But a Florida mother called for parents to lead a mass exodus from public schools in the wake of Garland's announcement that the FBI will investigate intimidation and threats of violence. And by the way, nobody gets away with threats of violence. Let me be very clear. A riot is a riot is a riot. You're going to investigate January 6th, investigate the 534 riots that killed dozens of Americans and injured thousands of police officers. You can't threaten people. Not allowed. It's called making a threat, uh, and it's illegal. But that's not the vast majority of moms and dads. And if that happens, you call your local police department, and they come in, and, and they'll take care of it and handle it as they should. Anyway, this Florida mother gave this speech on a panel discussion, fighting indoctrination on a national scale, Family Research Council, Pray, Vote, Stand, Summit, they called it. You're at home trying to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for your kids, and the FBI could be knocking on your door because you might have said the wrong thing at a school board meeting. I really think at this point the only thing we to do is to have a mass exodus from public, from the public school system. By the way, there's like hundreds of thousands of kids that haven't shown up a single day in New York City public schools. They're not going to school. They spend over 40 grand per student in New York City. Anyway, she said the crowd responded with applause. Some audience members even standing up and cheering with this FBI thing. It made me realize what else are we supposed to do? Standing up to these people doesn't matter. I mean, we have all of us at times we've been to school board meetings. They don't want to hear our opinions. We're writing articles, emailing teachers, and they just keep doing what they're doing. Now, House Republicans are demanding Merrick Garland explain this targeting of American parents. It is an appalling, you know, broad sweeping generalization, especially they're not even investigating all the illegal immigrants coming into this country. We know nothing about their backgrounds. We're not doing background checks. We're not doing COVID checks because, quote, they tell us they're not going to be here very long. Unbelievable. You know, and then we find out that that Garland's family is making money off of this whole thing meaning teaching critical race theory. I'm like, oh, maybe we should have an investigation into that. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, we're going to look at the border. They're expecting 400,000 illegal immigrants in the next 30 days. Brandon Judd and Andy Biggs will weigh in. We'll give you a full rundown of what happened uh, with the McConnell cave yesterday with Chad Pergram is going to join us. And the head of the one of the co-founders of the Carlisle Group, one of the most successful businesses, will weigh in on the economic disaster. And we'll get your calls in 800-941-SEAN.